Hey there, Fletcher Things Overlanding here, and today I wanted to talk about all of the arguing online that happens around what overlanding is. And I wanted to tell you, stop listening to those people and just get out and explore. So again, today I'm going to talk a little bit about why you shouldn't worry about what overlanding is and some different types of trips to get over that initial fear, right, of like, oh, I'm not sure I'm overlanding, I'm not sure this counts, like what, what gear do I need, what all do I need? So we're gonna cover why you shouldn't worry about what overlanding is and some ways to get out and explore. So if you wanna hear more on that, if you're newer to overlanding especially, or if you just have an opinion about this topic, I'd love to hear from you in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or if you're on the podcast, jump over to some of the other social channels in the description below and join the conversation. But let's talk about why you shouldn't worry about what overlanding is and some ways to get out and get exploring. So as I mentioned in the intro today, I'm talking about why you shouldn't worry about overlanding and what it is so much and just kind of get out there and explore, right? So we've all seen these things on the social media pages, on Facebook groups, things like that. People talking constantly about, well, that's just car camping or that's this or that's this. And I wanted to say, again, do not worry about other people's definitions, right? That is part of the problem with the whole overlanding space today is that there's so much divisiveness and so much arguing about what it is. And I think a lot of those people don't even go out and go camping all that much. Or maybe they take like a one week or a two week trip once or twice a year and they're like, hey, I lived in my truck for a week or two weeks or whatever. So I'm a real overlander more than you because you only go on weekend overnighter trips, right? And here's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Who cares about those people? They're on the internet, they're living in a different state. They're, the fact that they wanna get on the internet and argue about that sort of stuff just tells you about their character, right? So let's stop worrying about those people. Again, I've spent a lot of time in overlanding groups and it does bug me to some extent that those people exist and they constantly say things, but I don't generally engage with those people because again, I'm more focused on working on my build out, working on trips, getting out and just exploring, testing out gear, kind of optimizing and working on my setup. And I don't ever want some of those other people's opinions to sort of keep me from doing that, right? So again, that is sort of the positive message that I wanna to bring to this podcast, to this video, is you know, let's just put less effort and less time into thinking about what other people think and caring about what other people think overlanding really is, and let's get out and do it more. So let's start by talking about what are some good easy short-term trips that you can take that sure, maybe they're not overlanding in those people's eyes, but they'd be a great way for you to get out and explore and test out some gear. So first of all, one of the easiest ways to get out, especially I'm talking to the newbies here, right? If you are newer to overlanding and you're kind of scared of it, or you're kind of worried about what kind of trip you need to take and how do I, do I use Gaia or Onyx or what, what do I use to find these things, right? You don't even have to get into that stuff to get started. The first thing to do is just get more familiar with driving your vehicle, get more familiar with your setup, sort of figure out where your weak points are, figure out where your strong points are in your setup. Do you have a good cooking setup? Do you have a good sleeping setup? Do you have a good uh, off-roading setup? What kind of terrain are you gonna tackle? That kind of thing. You can figure all this out without ever getting Gaia, without getting a Garmin Overlander, without getting a Zolio you know, satellite communicator. You don't need all that stuff to get started. Now, sure, if you wanna travel across the continent of Africa, you're going to need some more stuff. 
But in most cases, for most of us, we have full-time jobs. We just can't do that kind of thing, right? So again, don't worry about whether it's overlanding or not. Just get out and explore. And then someday you may advance to the level where you can go on like a month-long trip. And you can go from Alaska down to Southern America, right? We'll get there. But don't worry about the definition and don't let it deter you from taking trips. So to get started, here are some tips. Start with Google Maps and start with a local state park. That's not my ideal camping. I'm not necessarily advocating for it. There's nothing wrong with state park camping, right? But there are generally a lot of people. There's a lot of noise, things like that. But it is a great way to just get out if you need to get out quick and you need to do something that's not as advanced as, you know, really off-roading and going out and finding a dispersed spot or going out and exploring another state, that kind of thing. It's a great way to test some gear and get out quick. Um, one thing about state parks, though, is that you generally do need to make a reservation. So you'll need to go to, like, your local state parks website and you'll need to see if they have spots available and then you'll need to reserve a spot. But then the nice thing is versus dispersed camping and versus overlanding as people would call some of it, um, you know you have a spot, you don't have to worry about getting there and then potentially driving around for hours trying to find a spot that's open. So you have some guarantees that you know that that time that you're gonna invest in going out is gonna result in a trip where you get a spot and you get to test your gear and you get to relax a little bit, and maybe drink a beer or do whatever you like to do, right? Uh, read a book, relax, watch a show on your phone, that kind of thing, whatever you like to do when you go out and kind of get away from, from people and from other stuff. Um, but so a state park is a good way to start with that. You can just use Google Maps to get you to the state park. Once you hit the camp gate, they're generally going to give you a map to your site and they're going to give you some instructions. Uh, there's going to be bathrooms and stuff, so you don't have to worry about that element of overlanding or dispersed camping where you have to worry about waste and, and packing it in and packing it out and bringing a toilet and just all the extra stuff that comes with dispersed camping. Um, so a state park is a really good low-level way to start that is there's nothing wrong with, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong with. I've advanced past that at this point because I've been camping for years and years and years. I've been doing overlanding, quote-unquote, for four or five years, right? Um, so I'm, I've got quite a bit of stuff built up into my truck where I don't need those facilities anymore. But again, if you're newer and you're not as comfortable with going out and pooping in a bucket and then bringing that poop back with you, which is not a fun thing to deal with, right? Until you get an external trash bag, you kind of get a good system in place for how to deal with the grossness of that thing. Um, just going to a state park is fine. Going in a pit toilet is fine. You don't have to deal with it. You can enjoy yourself and have fun. So a state park is a good place to start. Um, some simple like single or double night uh, overnighters in a dispersed campsite is a good place too. So there are some campsites that are essentially dispersed that are out in uh, things like national forests and things like that where you maybe just like leave money in a drop box. And usually they'll even have like free firewood and things like that. I stayed at one of those in uh, West Virginia when we went out to West Virginia. That was actually a lot of fun. Um, so there are a ton of options like that where you can do. I did some in Wisconsin when we did the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail. There were some uh, nice dispersed campgrounds like that that were actually owned and kind of like taken care of and had bathrooms and all that sort of thing. And that was a lot of fun. And it was a lot more quiet and, uh, and secluded than like a state park campground. So if you're looking for a little bit more advanced sort of camp out, look for like a, a dispersed sort of campground or a privately owned campground uh, in national forest territory or on private land. 
And then sort of the next step above that, that's still kind of an overnighter or maybe like a couple of nighter uh, type of trip is just to literally go to your national forest. Now there you do need to deal with bathroom stuff. You need to bring food. You need to have some sort of like a cooler or fridge if you want to bring cold food. Um, so you do have, it, it, it'll test your setup a little bit more. It'll push you a little bit more outside your boundaries if you're new. So, you know, you could do that. That's what I do a lot right now is I'll go to like my local national forest and I will spend a night or two nights there and I'll test some gear and I'll shoot some videos for you guys. And that's the kind of stuff that I'll do, but it's really secluded. It's totally free. There's no fees or anything like that. And uh, it's just a little bit nicer as far as getting away from people. So if you want to do that, that's kind of the third step of that initial phase of getting into overlanding. Now, again, a lot of people are going to argue that stuff's not overlanding, right? And I would agree with them. I think if you're going super technical and going with like a definition of overlanding, going on a one night or to your local national forest isn't necessarily overlanding. But if you're still being reliant on your vehicle, if you're still, you know, have a fridge or a cooler that you bring and you cook all your stuff out of it and you bring a bathroom and you take care of all of your needs out of your vehicle, it's close enough. It's good practice for, you know, the day when you get a little bit more time off work or something like that. And you do want to plan out a more advanced trip. A sort of next level way to then get even further into this is to join up with some Facebook groups that are local to you. So, I mean, I've got a bunch around me, but I've joined up with one for Wisconsin, actually, and this coming weekend is... And this weekend when this podcast drops is Labor Day weekend. And I actually jumped into a group of people that are going to be hitting trails and stuff up in Wisconsin. Now I have to drive a little bit farther. I'm going to have to take, you know, a couple of days out of my weekend to do this thing and drive about seven hours to get there. But I get to check out some new scenery. I'll get to see some stuff that I haven't seen before. And rather than just going to my local national forest that I'm very familiar with and kind of used to, I get to push my boundaries a little bit. I get to test out the new truck a little bit more on different trails, different, you know, tight trails and things like that, that I maybe don't have down here where I live. So then in that case, going a little bit farther and jumping into an existing group thing means you don't necessarily have to plan. You don't have to get super deep into like the, the Gaia GPS side of things. And you can still go out and enjoy and kind of jump in with an existing group. So that's another great tip for newer folks to get into it is jump in with an existing group find these events and stuff like an Indy Overlanders if you're in the Indiana area or uh, you know Wisconsin Overland, Michigan Overland. There's a bunch of groups all around me uh, that have events and stuff and put on things that you can just sort of jump into. They don't cost any money. You just go and you hang out with people, meet some new people, and you get to test out your gear and, and again, be a little bit more uh, reliant on your setup and on your gear because you are going to be dispersed camping. You are going to be in the middle of nowhere. So then once you've done a few of those, right, and you get a little bit more comfortable, then you can advance sort of towards more of what the the haters say is overlanding, right? Like more of the longer term stuff where you are maybe crossing, you know, state lines, you're going from one state to another, you're being very dependent on your vehicle, maybe you're not ever staying in any sort of like campground or anything like that, you're all dispersed camping, that's where it gets even more fun. But again, my whole point with this is regardless of the definition, get out and explore. Do not let it deter you. Don't don't think that you have to take your first overlanding trip and take two weeks off work and go to Colorado and never see a soul. Like that is that is a little bit tougher of a challenge for an overlander. But like, don't worry so much about the definition. Everybody worries so much about, am I really overlanding? Is this just car camping? Did I just go on an overnight camp out? Is this camping? Is this overlanding? Stop worrying about the definitions. Don't listen to the people on the internet right? Ignore those people in the groups. Just move along with your day without engaging with those people because you're never going to win an argument because they think they know everything, right? They are the ultimate. They've been car camping since they were, you know, five years old and now it just has this name overlanding and all the gear is more expensive and that's all they're going to talk about, right? Instead of that, let's just 
forget about those people and let's get out and enjoy. So like I recently went to Wyoming. I spent two weeks there. In that case, because I'm not as, I'm honestly not as good at like the map plotting, the the navigational side of things. I synced up with a group of other people. There was one guy who was really good. He's done a bunch of these type of trips and taken people on, you know, sort of professionally guided type trips. He was our navigator. I was like the videographer slash you know, entertainer type person, I guess, in our group. So essentially useless. And then uh, we had a guy that's like military that was sort of like security slash he was the bigger truck so he could pull people out if we ever got stuck. And then we had a paramedic that was kind of like medical and he also did the cooking. So we kind of had like a good group of people, people with different skill sets that could all kind of hang out and enjoy each other's company. But then like we had different skill sets that could do different things. Um, and that was amazing, right? We went for two weeks. We were dispersed in the middle of nowhere on the Wyoming BDR, Backcountry Discovery Route. And it was a ton of fun. Now that is a really cool trip. But a lot of people, you know, like your larger uh, YouTube channels and your folks that, that that have done a ton of like international travel and things would probably say that wasn't really overlanding because, you know, the first night we stayed in a hotel on our way out to Wyoming. And you know what I mean? But like, again, the definition doesn't matter. That's the closest thing that I've ever done to a true overlanding trip where it was two weeks, two full weeks long. There was almost exclusively dispersed camping. I was 100% reliant on my vehicle, right? Like I had a fridge, I had to take care of all my toilet stuff. I, you know, I had extra fuel with me. We were, we were really remote and really dispersed when we were camping and it was amazing. But again, you could argue either way that it, that wasn't really overlanding, that the one-nighters aren't overlanding. So, so that's my main point with this is these are a bunch of different ways that you can get out and explore. And I want to open those up to you folks, especially the newer ones that again, see all this arguing and what is overlanding and, and all that negative stuff online to just say, let it go, right? Don't worry about that stuff. Just get out and explore, whether it's an overnighter to a state park, all the way up to like a two week trip or a month long or two month. I mean, I know some folks right now that are like taking six months to just literally live out of their vehicle. They're traveling across the US and it's amazing. They're, they're amazing. And that is, I mean, if that's not overlanding, then I don't know what is, right? But again, who cares about the definition? We're not trying to compare. I'm not trying to compare myself to them or say they're more overlanders than me or I'm less overlanders than them or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. We all enjoy the same hobby. And I think that it's important to just say, get over that head trash and just get out and explore. Um, so again, I hope that that was kind of interesting for you. I hope that that was helpful, especially if you are newer or if you've been doing this for a little while and you kind of see a lot of that stuff online and get down about it. Don't worry about it, right? Just get out and, and explore and have a good time. So again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're on the podcast, I appreciate you guys. As always, in the description down below will be links to all my other social channels. So I'd love to have you guys join up wherever you want to hang out. I'm all over the place. Uh, there's also a link to my website where I've got patches and stickers, uh, funny overlanding camping stuff. I, I think they're pretty funny, so definitely go check those out. And then last but not least, there is a link to my Patreon page where we've got a 24-7 Discord and we do a once a month call where we all kind of hop in and chat with each other and, and it's a lot of fun. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check that out. And then the Newbie Overlanders Facebook group. Again, if you're newer, this is a great resource. There's about 13 and a half thousand people in this group right now, but it's it's really a good mix of like newer folks and then experienced folks that want to help out. So it's you're not going to experience the negativity and all that stuff that you see in a lot of these other groups. So again, if that sounds like something that you're into and you're still on Facebook, uh, Sometimes I wish I could get off, but I can't. Uh, if you're still on there, definitely check that group out as well. But again, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.